0: Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee with a Kick. I am, of course, Amzander, and that, of course, is Keegan. And we are back with this midweek now done and dusted. uh, The first half of the – wait, what is it? It's the first leg of the round of 16 uh, Champions League, plus two bonus Premier League matches that we got uh, to cover. Picks were actually pretty good for the midweek. You went four and two. I went five and one. Uh, thanks a lot there, Arsenal, being terrible. But we'll get to that in just a second. Um, anything that you want to hit before we go ahead and jump into Man City and Brentford?
1: Let's jump in it.
0: Then we will say. We'll go head first into Manchester City versus Brentford. Uh, this one, a 1-0 victory for Manchester City. Very important as far as the title race is concerned. But, you know, Ha-ling, Holland uh, performed better in this match, still not to his full potential. And that his second goal there was just, uh, K- K- Kyle Walker was just so, so barely off sides. Otherwise, it was very well worked. I really did feel uh, De Bruyne missing out there in this one, though. I, I think that they kind of got mm-hmm. complacent after getting him back, that they didn't kick it into the, the sans-De Bruyne Um, mode they had worked with uh, in the you know since the first match of the season until recently
1: yeah another weird one you know like had a lot of possession a lot of goals but not a lot of production but as you said got the win that's all that matters but not quite the 6-1 drubbing I was hoping but close
0: my three 0 was looking good until they called uh, Kyle Walker off sides on that one. otherwise that was that was going to be going good. Yeah Ma- Man City was never really threatened. Brentford had a couple of breakaways um, but even then they they didn't perform well on them. It was it was a pretty dull match overall uh, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean that's what happened with Man City. they they kept pace with Liverpool. Um, and then Liverpool has a match coming up here in just a second. But before we get to that, we'll go ahead and do the two uh, Champions League matches from Tuesday, which were Inter Milan hosting Atletico Madrid, and then there in Eindhoven, PSV hosted Borussia Dortmund. I got—actually, we I got both of these exactly correct. I said that PSV would win 1-0, oh. and PSV and Dortmund would t- draw 1-1 You thought that Dortmund would pull it out um, in the end, which they did not. So, uh, you know, these were – I was watching the simulcast uh, for these two. Um, So I ended up seeing a lot more uh, of the – actually, this one was a little bit more balanced. Um, Inter looked really good in this one, I thought, over Atletico Madrid. And PSV and Dortmund felt pretty even uh, for the most part. There was a little bit of lacking venom there on the Dortmund side that I didn't feel pushed through as well as they may have otherwise.
1: Yeah, I thought Inter Milan was probably going to pull away there at the end. I mean, I feel like they played better than Atletico Madrid, but after Arnautovic scored, I thought they were going to get another, but they didn't. They got a crucial 1-0 victory. Dortmund, very disappointing. I thought they played better, but, you know, if you can't, capitalize on your goals on your shots then you're not gonna win so that reverse fixture will be interesting because i think psv will have some momentum per se
0: yeah yeah for sure they will feel good about that one point now you just if you steal one at at dortmund then you're through to the quarters and his ps psv has been that far probably in the distant past um they see, they've got two stars. Is that just for... You know, with the star mechanism, I can never know if it's the...
1: ESV I think, has won it twice back in the 70s. I think them and Ajax were the two teams that won it a few times.
0: Uh, I think Eindhoven has won it once is what I'm showing here. Mm. So I don't know what that second star is about. But I do see that they had won it one time at the very least uh not a consolation
1: like the, whatever consolation. They,
0: they, they they are doing well for themselves right now there in PSV Eindhoven but neither of those matches were particularly interesting really the Champions League matches were not great uh this midweek yeah. uh not very not very enthralling exciting. Yeah. exciting yeah uh I wouldn't even say they were tactical they just felt they were a little flat to be honest they were both pretty flat games. Um, yeah. That brings us then to uh, the other Champions League midweek uh, – Champions League. The other uh, Premier League midweek, which was Brentford taking on – uh oh, sorry, Liverpool taking on Luton. Uh, it jumped me back to the wrong match day there. But Liverpool <clears> taking <throat> on Luton. Where is those match stats? Uh, which, I'll tell you what. Which I, they did end up pulling out, Liverpool.
1: Yeah, at halftime, my pick was looking pretty good. It was. I, Luton was playing well in the first half. And then, like, I, they just came out thinking they could park the bus against Liverpool. Yeah. And you cannot, just like we've said about City, you can't park the bus against right. these teams. You got to continue to go after them, keep the flow of the game. And, yeah, it was, that was pretty embarrassing there at the second half. Like, Liverpool just drugged yeah. them, as probably was expected, but I, it was a tale of two halves though. I feel like Luton was the better side in the first half, just... Tempo of the game, making sure they got what they wanted.
0: They were more, they were more successful. I would say I don't know if they're necessarily yeah. better, but they were definitely playing to the game that they wanted to play in the first half, and yeah. they went in one zero. Um, then the Liverpool came out in the second half, and I also got this one exactly right. I said it would be four one to Liverpool. Did I think it would take that long for the first goal to arrive for Liverpool? I did not, obviously. Uh, but it, in the in that three minute span there between the first Virgil van, uh, between Virgil van Dijk's header on the corner. And Gakpo's header on another corner, I believe it was. Um it was yeah. either that or the Louis Diaz that was another set piece. But once those three minutes had passed, you're like, okay, this is over. Liverpool will probably get in another one, or ended up being two. And Luton had Luton had no attack in the second half. They had some breakaways, a little bit, no. but but as far as serious attempts. They had nothing going on in the second half at all it was all Liverpool and they looked the second half definitely looked like a top of the table team against against Luton um but you you did have me scared there for a minute that Luton was gonna pull this one out um twas not to they be so have.
1: though they should have
0: they they should they well should have they pulled out the first half and they just as expected they couldn't keep up the whole match I just I didn't think that they had it and, and they didn't Uh, Then to the other half of the Champions League fixtures, uh, we had FC Porto taking out Arsenal 1-0 and Napoli and Barcelona drawing 1-1, which you had exactly correct. You said it would be a 1-1 Barcelona-Napoli draw. That did end up being the case. We both got the uh, Arsenal and Porto one wrong because we thought Arsenal would be good. Um, They weren't. Porto really... Controlled this match. I right? they they held their they held home court to the fullest of advantages here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to end in a draw, obviously, in yeah. the ninety plus four Galeno with the outside of the box goal. I mean, really from
0: nowhere. Truly, it was yeah. just a random one of those random pot shots you'll take because you have the space. I mean, I get it. I would take it for sure. And, you know, the commentators were saying that it was on the goalkeeper. I'm like, I don't know. It seemed like a pretty good shot to me. Maybe he could have reacted a little bit better. But still, that was a nice curling outside shot that is going to go in most of the time if you get it that clean.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a deserved goal. I felt like Porto played well enough to get a goal. Arsenal didn't even get a shot on target. It kind of felt like they didn't even want to be there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. I think Porto
0: has a shot in the reverse fixture. Definitely. Well, yeah, definitely if Arsenal plays like they did in this one. This was not the Arsenal team that we've seen in the Premier League the past couple weeks, obviously, scoring, I think it was 21 goals in the last five matches. So where they were on this match day, I don't know. I mean... You know, Portugal's a pretty nice place to be. So I don't know. I don't know that that's gonna make that much of a difference. Then to the uh, Napoli and Barcelona one. This was the one that had the most energy. I felt like of the weekend. Uh, this one was a little bit more even keel. I felt like. Uh, still, I think Barcelona's gonna feel bad about not getting the full three. They were marginally the better side. I felt like. Uh, but Napoli, you know, they, they responded well after Lewandowski's 60th-minute goal, uh, 60th minute goal in, the, in the 75th with uh, Oshimin. Uh, o- M- Oshimin. Uh, and then they kind of, you know, smothered the game after that. They were like, let's take the point and go.
1: Yeah, a lot of possession from Napoli. Not a ton of purposeful possession, but they scored their only shot on target. So score when it counts. And yeah, I think the maybe in the first set of round of 16, there's a couple that are already kind of you know it's done mm. and dusted. This side, any team, any of these eight could go through. There's no margin between them. So it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting when we come back in three weeks for this other set. We'll we'll get uh, in two weeks mm. we'll have the uh, reverse fixture for the other four round of 16s. Um. Which yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the Real Leipzig one is still up in the air. Bayern Lazio yeah. still up in the air. PSG Real Sociedad. I feel like that one will be fine for for. I think yeah for PSG. We'll see. It'll depend on Mbappe again. Um, and then I think City's fine against Copenhagen. I don't. I don't think that Copenhagen's going to come in and win. We'll see. By two goals at the Etihad. I'm pretty sure that one's a little bit safe. But we'll get to that when we get to it, okay? And uh, in the meantime, though, we better get to our Premier League picks for this week. Um, Just looking through the list here real quick. uh, Let's see. Do I got any big, juicy ones? I didn't really see anything that jumped off the screen initially. Let me take a second gander and see how I feel. Uh maybe arsenal newcastle newcastle's playing a little bit better recently but that's that's really the only one that's really tickling tickling uh my interest here but we'll go ahead and jump into it with the first of the 10 a.m matches aston villa hosting nottingham forest up at villa park in birmingham uh how do you think this one will shake out
1: uh, I don't think this is the type of match that Nottingham wants to be playing to get back into form. I mean, they've mm. they played decent the last couple of match weeks, but Aston Villa at home this season, they're still solid. Yeah, I don't think just because of their skid they're going to end that against a team like Nottingham. I, I'm i going to go 3-1. to I think Nottingham gets one, but I think Aston Villa ultimately smothers the game, gets a couple. Mm-hmm. Finishes it off late to get that three to one, but yeah, hard to pick Nottingham in this one.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, I, I've got it as as a two 0 victory for Aston Villa. I think they're going to focus on on their defense here, try to get that reorganized. Uh, they've they've had a very good uh, and solid defense at home this season, yep. and I feel like they try to get everything put back together against a team that that you can do that against. You know, you can get organized against Nottingham Forest and really shut them down. Um, so I think this one's going to be a 2-0 victory for Aston Villa. But yeah, I, I don't give – I mean, everybody's got a puncher's chance at it. But Nottingham Forest I don't think is in the form or in the tier of Aston Villa for this one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you just – the slide will continue for Nottingham Forest. I mean, they they have to figure something out here shortly or else they're going to actually start being in in contention for possible relegation. I mean, they're slipping their way down there. Um, with Everton and and Luton only four points back at this point. Uh, so that's... Of course, they, they do have a game in hand on... No, Luton actually still has the game to make up, I think. Um, regardless, we'll move on to the next one. Which is Brighton Hove Albion hosting Everton at the Amex. Uh, I, I think that Brighton... You know, went on, went crazy uh, on the last one on a relegation side, Sheffield United went five nil. I don't think it'll quite be five nil, but I do think they carry through some of that that energy. I think this one is more on the lines of what you were saying for Villa and Nottingham. I think this is a, a, th- a classic early season three one victory for Brighton Hove Albion there at the Amex to to keep them to keep you know their upward pressure going. I mean, they're up in seventh place at this point, pretty respectable. <laughs> Um, in the, in the last after their their, their mid season dirge there uh, where they went winless in what was it one two three four five six they went winless in six between match week seven and and uh, the next one on thirteen so after that they've been more even keel ish but they they've definitely picked it up here in in recent weeks
1: yeah I see this as a one one draw. Really, I think Everton gets a point out of it. I think they need a point. That Brighton is has been so sporadic and volatile. I, I think it's a one-one. I think Everton has the gall to get one.
0: I mean, they they do need it. This will be a much the Everton needs a point much more than Brighton really needs three points at this time, um, because Everton is is fighting off Luton, um, trying to keep up in that that seventeenth spot. They've got them on goal difference only at this point, so we'll see. We'll see if they can manage it. I'm not confident, obviously, because I said that they would lose. Uh, Then to another one involving a relegation side and another team that is. This is also This is probably actually the most important match on the on the table this week, I would say, um, for the both teams. Crystal Palace hosts Burnley at Selhurst Park. Burnley at thirteen points, so they really need something out of it. Crystal Palace has been falling; they're down at twenty-five points, so not in the clear yet at all. Um, how, do you think? Do you think either team gets three points out of this one?
1: <laughs> I
0: both of these
1: teams don't play well often, so <laughs> no, I tell
0: us what you really think here.
1: Yeah, I. Crystal Palace obviously depleted Burnley not as depleted but not a great team. Right. I I'm going to go 1-1 here as well. I I get, it, just yeah. it feels like a match that I just don't know what to say so I'm just going to go 1-1 as just default.
0: Well, I concur with the 1-1 at least. I think Crystal Palace has has shown I mean they are depleted up front um and I think that it it continues to show in this one. I mean they haven't scored more than one goal back since in the past 3 weeks when they when they uh last time they did that they beat Sheffield United 3 to 2 so you know you could always mm. take a Sheffield United goal scoring party with a grain of salt um so i think that this is also 1 to 1 i think burnley gets one just out of sheer determination. I mean, sheer out of possession, essentially. like They possess it so much that I think they I- end up accidentally squeezing one in somehow. Uh, I, that doesn't help them a ton as far as table is concerned. They really need the three. This is one of their best opportunities here in the next couple of weeks to get it. But I, I don't think they get the full three. Um, which then takes us to... Manchester United hosting Fulham at Old Trafford. Uh, what am I smelling here? I'm smelling trap game for Manchester United. You hear that, Flynn? Trap game. Fulham's going to take it 2-0, actually. Going to shut down the the Rasmus Hoyland fella. He will not get another goal. I think that would break his current six-game streak of goals think is where he is uh i could be conflating that with 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 what Richarlison was on recently but i think that fulham pulls it out here and and uh takes it to manchester united at old trafford wow yeah this one i had
1: as a 2-2 draw i think it could be a trap game i don't think manu loses but i do think that they're going to be frustrated not getting the full three Mm -hmm. I think Fulham goes up early, and then United equalizes. Fulham gets another one. And I think I think Scott McTominay scores uh, a late equalizer to get a point. Super because sub Because that's Scott. all he does.
0: Super um, sub Scott McTominay coming in with the header goal there in like the 85th minute to salvage a point at Old Trafford. That seems about right. That'd be an exciting match. You know, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. anything that's good. I'm down for you know, uh, which brings yeah. us to one that I don't think will be a very good match. Uh, it'll be Bournemouth hosting Manchester City at Vitality Stadium in Bournemouth. I, I think City is going to win. The question is, will they play well? And I think that the they were just sitting De Bruyne for the midweek, right? They he isn't injured or anything. I didn't see him on the injury report. He was just getting some rest, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: it seems like just some rest over I mean you played three straight games, so I think it was just rest, midweek, yeah. short game. So yeah, and not and, and not, and not a
0: top table opponent. So you felt pretty confident yeah. with that. I mean, they barely squeezed by, as we said. But I think they get by here a little bit better. Three to one I've got for Bournemouth. I think that Bournemouth does get a cheap one. because um, City has shown that they are they are susceptible to that this season. Um, yep. Just a cheap breakaway at some point when they aren't paying attention. and uh, But I think they, they keep the pressure on the top of the table. This I mean, this title race is toy up there at the top. Toy like a toy. Uh, and that would put them – they'll be back one point behind Liverpool for first.
1: Yeah, Bournemouth
0: is always a uh... –
1: they're always a team that we beat by a lot. And I think that I, you know, I've been saying 6-1 the past two I think it's 3-0. I think we okay. beat we 3-0. Go. Comfortable victory. Not anything too crazy, but Bournemouth, uh, they just don't have the stuff to be. It's like Liverpool. Yeah. It's going to take Man City beating Liverpool to make them drop points right. at this point. So, these lower level teams are just trying not to get beat too bad. The goal difference kills them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. Bournemouth, I don't think, I don't think they've got anything for it. Uh, now the last one from Saturday at 3 PM Eastern time, uh, is Arsenal hosting Newcastle who Arsenal hosting Newcastle Emirates stadium brawl. I don't know why I yeah. went surfer there, but I did, uh, how, do you think Newcastle shows any of that early season fire that they had, or do you think Arsenal continues to roll here for their what is that going to be sixth straight? This would be their sixth straight win if they in the Premier League, obviously because they just lost in the Champions League.
1: You know, I'm going to go a I'm going to go one one draw in this one. I think Newcastle wants to kind of show that they're getting healthier, they're getting back into it. And Arsenal, I mean, losing to Porto is going to have some psychological effect on them. After the run they've had to then lose 1-0 mm-hmm. and not even get a shot on target, I don't think they bounce back from that and beat Newcastle by a lot. So I think 1-1, Arsenal drop points, pretty big game to drop points.
0: Yeah, yeah. But a, I, I think Newcastle has it in them to at least get a point out of it. I think this one... I mean, I, I, I called it out as probably the, the best match that we're looking at this weekend. I think it lives up to the billing. Uh, I, I You're right that I don't think that they beat Newcastle by a lot, but I do think they beat Newcastle. I think this is a 3-2, very fun match with with it being 2-2 for the majority of the second half. A really tense, like, last 30 minutes um, where both teams are kind of playing that cat and mouse—not not quite cat and mouse, but, like— uh, cat and cat game <laughs> where they're Ooh. both trying to trying to get the full three because Newcastle wants to move out. The 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 Champions League isn't totally out of the realm of contention for them. Maybe. I mean it'd take a lot yeah. for them to get back up there. Uh but Tottenham, you know, they've they've been they've been shaky of late. Uh but I think that uh, Arsenal does pull it out. Uh, I think they've got the quality to do that. I think now that they're I mean, they're not totally out of the Champions League at this point, but I think that that loss would help them focus in on on the Premier League all the more, uh, and and try to really st- keep pace with City and Liverpool um, up at the top of the table. Because if they Ooh. if they yeah any points that they end up that they give up is huge because then it, it puts so much pressure on the remaining fixtures they have against City and Liverpool. Uh, and I'd rather get the points against lesser sides than have to depend on it against the better ones. It's yep. a good strategy is what I've heard, is like beat the teams you're supposed to beat. I've, I've heard someone say that before. Um, then we go to Sunday, a solo Sunday match. My Wolves get Sheffield United. Nice cool down, 8.30 on Sunday at Molineux Stadium. Sheffield United and my Wolves. I, I, I'm going to uh, – I, I, I used the wrong – term uh in one of our previous ones had actualizing the term is manifesting that's the tiktok trend manifesting i'm going to manifest a 3-0 victory for my wolves here against sheffield united i think that sheffield united has 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 showed their belly at this point i think that they aren't they aren't going to be much of anything for the rest of the season aside from a points factory for the opposing side um, yep. And I think the Wolves take advantage of it. We're looking – our offense has been working well. Excited for that weird uh, uh, blank blanking against Brentford and Brighton. We've been scoring with rel- regularity. And then Sheffield United gives up the goals. Just look at Brighton last week.
1: Yeah, I – you say 3-0. I say 4-0. All I think right. the Wolves take it pretty easily. I think Neto gets a couple of goals in this one. Sheffield, I think, is starting to inch up there, but it's again, it's going to take them beating the teams around them to maybe right. escape relegation. Wolves are playing too well right now. I don't see them losing.
0: I certainly hope so. I don't want to be the one to give Sheffield points. Um, I'm listen, listen. You, you, you know my preseason predictions. I expected my Wolves to get relegated, so I'm living high on the hog right now with us up at eleventh. We'll see how I uh, modulate my perception of the team going into next season but we've got a long time till then so let's go ahead and wrap up this week with our monday west ham versus brentford at three o'clock at london stadium uh mm, boy
1: yeah this is probably probably the worst monday game i think that anyone could pick right now yeah i i want to say west ham could win but then they've been playing so badly and I want to say Brentford could win, but they're also not – they've been playing better. But they're not a great side. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because West Ham has been playing so bad, I'm going to give Brentford the win 2-0. 2-0. All
0: right. I, at least, I think Brentford takes it. I at least give West Ham a goal. I mean, Brentford's not Brentford's not an iron wool by any stretch of the imagination. Um I just don't think West Ham's playing very well right now. How they're still up yeah. in ninth is is baffling to me. But, of course, I did miss 10 picks in a row for them. So, obviously, it's baffling for me because I keep getting their picks wrong. They'll probably win this one, like, 4-1 to one or something, Ooh. just to spite us, you know? Yeah. Just to spite us. And I'll be so appreciative of them putting me back on the losing streak for them. Uh, but that brings us to the end of our picks for the week that will be Match Day 26. Uh, before we go, we do have the trivia question to get to. Oh boy, I cannot recall it. It was something. The lo- which team had the lowest point total for a season uh, in Premier League history? That was what it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. And it, it wasn't very recent. And it's already it's already less than what Sheffield and Everton have now. So it's fewer than thirteen points over the course of a season. <clears throat> yep. And boy I do not have a good good guess here. I'm going to say Sheffield Wednesday. Have they ever been in the Premier League? That's my question.
1: You would be wrong. Ah, oh, no. You have to go back to the 2007-2008 season. QPR. The team that had 11 points 11?
0: in the entire season. Wow.
1: 11 points wow, was wow, wow. Derby County. Derby County derby county i i don't think that they
0: won a single game in the campaign that is 11 points out of uh out of 38 matches sorry hold on but yes yes 38 matches i'm not crazy uh is tough that's tough i mean i obviously it's it's it's... They won. They won one match in September of that season. Whoa. So I think they six. Whoa. They won and did not win again the rest of the year. Boy, they lost. They lost early. They won their one match, Boy, how much hope do you think you would have had uh, back there in September? Like, yeah, no, we got our way. We're gonna stay up, and then nothing. You go what? Possibly like what? Winless in twenty matches in a row. Ooh. And we haven't seen hide nor hair of them since in the Premier League, I don't think. We have not. Um, I wonder if they'll ever be back up. Well, it's, I'm not going to pull up the championship standings right now. I don't want to. I don't want to have to try to do that. But now I'm trying to. No, I won't. I won't. Derby County is not going to be promoted this season. I think. Uh, oh, Leicester's coming back. I believe is what it looks like right now. Right.
1: All three teams that were relegated last year are the top three in the championship. So. So well, We could team. see all all three of those teams
0: back. So we could see. I've got it, it was like it was Leeds, Leicester, Leicester and
1: Southampton.
0: Guys. Southampton. That was it. Was the last one. Uh, hey, that means I don't have to make up another graphic for us for next year. I could just use all those. I could just swap back in the the graphics from last year. Cool. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, there you go. Derby County, eleven points over the course of a season, fewest ever scored. Uh, by any team. And hopefully no team ever scores that few again because that is sad. That's sad. It makes it makes me feel bad for them. Uh, but until next time, uh, when we're back on the opposite side of this weekend on, we'll say Tuesday, that'll be probably when I do it, uh, why don't you go ahead and grab some coffee, watch some soccer, and we'll see you on the other side. Salamat.